Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in to this new series of the BBXX podcast. We wanted to bring you more content, specifically more BBXX original content. And we're using this as a chance to experiment with different topics, different formats, short format, longer format, casual interviews, more formal interviews, and a bit more fun stuff. So this new series will bring you mainly content from what I am referring to as the Food for Thought series, which explores different terms and terminology or questions that might be particularly relevant to now. It might elaborate on something specific from one of our main interviews, or it might just dive deeper into a question that people have been asking me or that I've been wondering about myself. But we'll also include things from fun ratings and reviews for books, movies, other podcasts, etc., to live interviews and informal interviews with more people, perhaps such as yourself, talking more about personal narrative and personal experiences that have shaped ourselves, our lives, and our relationships. Because as much as there is to be learned from us, from BBXX or any expert, we have just as much that can be learned from all of you and from each other. I call myself a word nerd because I love language. I love the way that language shapes the way we think, the conversations we can and can't have because of the language that we do or do not have to discuss certain topics. And as a result of the way we're thinking, the conversations we're having, the actions we take, the way that we are living, the way that we are showing up, for better or for worse, our language shapes our belief in ourself, who we think we are or are not capable of becoming, the needs, the desires, the rights that we think we do or do not have. Language is one of the most important parts of our consciousness. And when I say language, I don't just mean spoken word. I mean the voice in our head. I mean the signs and signals that we send to ourselves to other people. The communication. Language is the key ingredient to communication, which is our conduit for connection. As a self-proclaimed word nerd, I love diving into and reflecting on and questioning and thinking about what the deeper meaning is behind the words that we use. And today I'm going to share with you an insight that has been 
One of the most useful things that I have leveraged in my own decision-making processes and is also one of the pieces of advice that I give most frequently to other people who are trying or struggling to make, whether it's simple or oftentimes really difficult decisions. So in English, we often find ourselves struggling to make a decision and we go looking for the decision. We are convinced that the decision is waiting for us somewhere externally, maybe far away that we need to climb mountains and do surveys and create Excel spreadsheets. And the answer will be found. We are convinced, or sometimes it is easy to feel that. Sometimes we believe that there is a right and a wrong answer, and that our job is to find the quote-unquote right answer, that we are standing in front of doorways that each represent a different path, a different decision we could make that will lead us down a different path with different consequences and a different life and version of us, and that right now in this moment, there is one door that is the right decision and the right path for us. And that can be beyond overwhelming. How much pressure is that? Imagine that. All the pressure that you have to choose the right door. There's one door that's right and the rest are wrong. No wonder we have analysis paralysis. That's so much pressure. Those are impossible circumstances. Who wants to even try the risk, the consequences, the pressure is too much. So I want to offer you an alternative. And this has totally changed the way that I make decisions. What if there is no right decision? Imagine that there is no right decision. No one path is different, better, less than, greater than the other. And your job is not to find the correct answer, to make the right choice. Your job is to make a choice or just take a choice, like picking straws. In English, We say to make a decision, but in Spanish, we say to take a decision is what it quite literally translates to. And I found myself one day thinking about this and I realized that maybe there's something important in there in the way that we could use language to frame this choice. What if the decision only becomes the right one after we have made it or after we have, or better said, after we have taken that choice, it then becomes our job to make it the right one. But that process of us making it the right one, of it becoming the right choice can only happen 
in retrospect. It can only happen once we are already on that path, once we have already taken that decision, taken that choice, chosen that path. What would that mean? How would it be different? How much lighter would that feel? You have no responsibility other than to start walking down a path. For example, if you are struggling with the decision of where to move to, and every place has its pros and cons, or maybe it's a new job, accepting an offer, or starting a relationship, there is no right or wrong answer. It is in the way you react. It is what you do with that choice after taking it that will make it the right decision. So if you move somewhere or you begin a new job or you get into a new relationship and you lean in and you learn as much from it as you can, and maybe maybe you move somewhere and it's amazing and you have a great time and you meet so many amazing people and you can look back and say, because of this, I know that it was the right decision. Or maybe you move somewhere and you're really lonely and it's really hard to meet people and you go through a tough time and you learn a lot about yourself and about what's been missing in your life. And you decide that you actually want to move back to a place where you have deep connections with people who you have known a long time. Or maybe you start a new job exploring a new industry and you realize, I hate this. This is the worst. This is not what I want to do with my life. Either way, without having done that, you wouldn't have that information. You wouldn't have that insight. You wouldn't have been able to learn those lessons. And it's only because of everything you learned that you will then be able to redirect yourself. Those lessons learned will influence and determine the types of relationships that you engage in, the direction that you take your career, the places you decide to build a home for yourself. If we take the decision and we run with it and we lean in and we learn, we will be able to look back and know that it was the right decision. And the only way we can do that is by taking it. And in taking it and starting to walk that road and trusting in ourselves and the road that we're on, we will make it the right decision and we will be able to look back and know that it has brought us to where we are today, that it has shaped who we have become and the opportunities that we will have and create for ourselves and choose in the future. So as I have explained, I consider myself a word nerd and I am constantly fascinated by the way that language shapes the way we think, therefore talk and therefore behave and the ways that it can limit or empower us and also not only language as a cause, but language as an effect and how the words that we have and the meaning 
that they carry has been shaped by history or connections or the messages that are waiting within them to be discovered. I had a moment recently where I realized that in Spanish, the word for trust and the word for confidence is the same. And immediately I thought, how can that be? What? These two completely different concepts. How is there one word for these two different things? And of course, then I thought, well, if I look closer, what could be here? And what happened is at first I thought of, okay, well, what is my definition of each of these things? When I think of trust, what do I think of? And I I think of a partnership. I think of whether that's a friendship, a romantic relationship. I think of a knowing that this person has your back, the trust that you can show up as you are and that there won't be judgment, the trust that you can express what you need, that no matter how difficult things get, that you will figure it out. This deep knowing that that person is there for you, no matter what. And when I thought of confidence, the image that came to mind was somebody strutting into a room and the way they walked, the way they carried themselves, the energy they had, the charisma that they exuded. That's what came to mind when I thought of confidence. And I thought of these two different images. And I said, well, what could they have in common? This can't be a coincidence that this is the same word. I asked myself, well, what is it that allows this person to walk into that room with that confidence, with that charisma, with that conviction? And I realized that it was a knowing, a knowing that no matter what happened, whether or not they were received, whether or not somebody questioned their idea or judged what they were wearing or what they said or how they were, that it wouldn't shake their own sense of self-worth, that it wouldn't change the way they value themselves and what they stand for. It was a knowing. It was the trust in themselves that is unshakable by the noise happening around, by the judgments, by the influence of other people. It was the trust that they had in themselves that no matter what, it was going to be okay. And it didn't change who they were and what they stood for. That confidence was a direct reflection. It was the embodiment of the confidence that they have in themselves, the trust in who they are and the path that they are on and knowing that who they are is of worth, is of value, cannot be 
determined by other people. And so I want you to ask yourself and to think about if you feel that you don't always show up in a way that demonstrates confidence, if you struggle feeling confidence in yourself, where has there been a breach of trust? Where are you lacking trust? Where are you letting other people determine your value? Other people's reactions determine the value of you or your ideas or your choices. How can you trust in who you are, in what you're meant to be doing, in the path that you are on, in the choices that you are taking and making? And use that trust, that confianza, to fuel your confidence. Use that trust and simply know and show that trust to the world by embodying it and showing up as the confident person who knows and trusts in themselves and the path that you are on. So thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Food for Thought. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when we come out with new episodes and to just take one moment of your time to show your support by subscribing, scrolling down to the bottom of the podcast where you can leave a rating and write a review and perhaps even to share this with one or a few friends who you think could benefit from it. Because who can't benefit from better understanding themselves so that they can connect deeper with other people as a result? 